This is the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode number seven. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you had an amazing week. Mine was productive, but a bit challenging. (laughs) It started off with my Chiefs, which I talked about on the last episode, losing the Super Bowl. And it was not a pretty performance. I'm just going to leave it there. That said, I really am still so proud of them for making it to back-to-back Super Bowls. Not easy to do, but we lost. It wasn't great. And all I'm going to say is two things. It wasn't our night. It's number one. And number two, fall is coming. So going to leave it there. The other thing that's made it a challenging week is that it's been super cold in Dallas, 16 degrees. (laughs) Yes, I said 16, with a minus three degree wind chill. Minus three. Holy moly. And I know, I know, a couple episodes ago, I was bragging about how tough I was. (laughs) A Midwest girl used to a long frigid winter. And so these rare cold days are such a treat. Well, I just like to tell the weather gods that I want to take it all back. (laughs) This Midwest girl has gone soft. There are no words for how cold I am at this moment. And I would do just about anything to get my 60 degree weather back. Anyway, the one bright spot is that we did get a light dusting of snow. It's on the ground. It's very pretty. Um, And you can still see the grass peeking through. So, you know, I don't know, half an inch maybe. I'm sure, though, outside these walls, the world has come to an end in in Dallas because I don't even know if we have a snowplow down here. Like it's the city will probably be shut down for three days. But anyway, I did get to run my fireplace all day, which I love. But I'd like it to be known that I'm officially ready for spring. Who's with me? (laughs) I know you people in the Northeast and the North are with me. So anyway, in this week's episode, we are going to talk about negative motivation. If you remember in last week's episode, we introduced the idea of soothing the inner critic. And I promised that all month in February, we'd be exploring the various ways that our inner critic shows up and tries to stop us from stepping into the fullest version of ourselves. So today we're going to talk about our inner critic from the perspective of motivation, specifically negative motivation, which is one of its favorite things to do. (laughs) So let's dive in. The word motivation for most of us, is seen as a good thing, right? Everybody wants to feel motivated. But like everything in life, there's both a light and a dark side of motivation. On the positive side, motivation is all about moving towards pleasure or reward. 
But surprisingly, as a human, (laughs) our human brain is not as motivated by the anticipation of pleasure or reward in general, as it is motivated by the darker side, which is avoiding pain. And so that's the part we call negative motivation. There's still a drive to move forward, but it's no longer about trying to get pleasure or reward. It's about trying to avoid pain. And for most of us, this type of motivation is actually very compelling. And in some instances, it's very healthy. There's a place it can go though with the inner critic where it's not so great. So that's what we're going to talk about. So few of us like to fail, right? Or experience pain or the negative consequences of not doing something that we were supposed to do or that we wanted to do. So we literally will do almost anything to avoid that. (laughs) This is called negative motivation. It's the desire to avoid experiencing pain or failure. And we all really get this regularly in our job. For example, if our boss sets a deadline for a report, or we have a monthly sales quota or whatever, most of us will pull out all the stops to go do that thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal, healthy. It serves us. This type of negative motivation spurs us on. It actually keeps us on task. There's nothing berating or nasty about it. We simply kind of give ourselves that extra burst of adrenaline that allows us to kind of dig deeper and apply ourselves so we get the job done and we avoid the pain of not accomplishing that thing. But there's a second version of negative motivation that's delivered by our inner critic. And this is what I call negative motivation with a twist. It has all the components of negative motivation. There's a compelling thing that we need to go do. There's a sense of urgency this this type of motivation creates. And there's a sense of consequences if we don't do that thing. But when the inner critic gets involved, the negative emotion comes with kind of a nasty little twist. And this is when it moves from sort of simple and natural desire to accomplish something. So we avoid pain to an internal tyrant that can suck the life force from us. And when I say it comes with a twist, here's how it works. The inner critic might say things like, you better get busy or else. If you make another mistake, it's going to be your last you shouldn't have waited so long. If you don't hurry, it'll be too late. Part of the inner critic's negative motivation is helpful, right? It's trying to get you to do something. It's trying to get you to move and to act. And its way of doing that though, is what's the issue. The problem is that it adds the threat or the accusation or the sense of kind of the end of the world as you know it, to the sentence. It's actually just your brain's way of trying to get your attention so that it kind of, you know, amps up the motivation to make sure that you really dig down and get that thing done, to let you know there's a lot at stake. And in order to make it happen, it's going to take everything you've got. That part of it is understandable. 
It's the threat part that's the problem. Because typically, well, this voice is coming from inside of us. And the problem with that is that it knows all of our greatest fears and vulnerabilities. So when it comes in with that twist, it goes right for the jugular, the thing that we fear most. So the threat actually works from the perspective that it strikes a chord. The problem is that the threat, when it's delivered this way, causes you to feel fearful or uncertain. This means that every single action you take in order to get that goal comes from a feeling of fear or anxiety. And that is never a good thing. In addition, this type of negative motivation from our inner critic tends to happen over the long term, which means that the nasty voice that's threatening and demeaning us is living in our head kind of permanently. And so instead of just being about spurring us on and trying to get us to accomplish something so we can avoid the pain of not getting it or doing it, it actually does the opposite. It makes us afraid. And even worse, it causes us to second guess ourselves and our abilities. And we start to believe we can't do it. That the only way we can be motivated to do something is through threats. And that's because we start to believe we're lazy or unmotivated or not good enough or whatever. And that's where the real danger or damage gets done. We develop these neural pathways in our brain that are coming from the habitual ways of thinking around this negative motivation. And we begin to believe that that's who we are and that that's what it takes in order for us to achieve something. And that the only way we can be trusted to do something is when it comes with a veiled threat. I see that all the time with my coaching clients. We'll talk about something they want to go do and they'll say all these things to me like, I better put the pedal to the metal. If I'm not careful, it'll be too late. I could never do X, Y, Z. And there's so much more there. And as we start to really dig into these thoughts a little bit, it becomes obvious that when it comes to the things they do and the results they get, they are critical of themselves to the point where nothing they do is ever enough. And even if they do get that thing they wanted so badly, they'll tear themselves apart because they didn't do it fast enough or perfect enough or whatever. And that's what the real problem with the inner critic's negative motivation is. We believe that if that nasty accusing voice isn't there, that we can't be trusted to do the things that we want or need to do. It erodes our self-confidence. It convinces us that nothing is ever enough and therefore neither are we. And like last week, when we were talking about the introduction to kind of the inner critic, I want to say that the answer to how to deal with this form of your inner critic's negative motivation is to see it. Become the watcher 
or the observer of the thoughts that are in your head. And when you see these types of thoughts coming through, these kind of motivational thoughts that come with a nasty, accusing twist, know that this is coming from your inner critic. These thoughts are not true about you. It's just your brain trying to motivate you to accomplish something because they know that it's something you care about and there's a lot at stake. And because it's coming from inside of you, it knows all of your vulnerabilities. And so it goes right for the jugular. The truth is you don't have to listen to it. You can simply observe that voice, see the thoughts that are coming through, and remember, have compassion for your inner critic because it's really just a concerned, if misguided, friend. It's just trying to ensure that you do that thing that it knows you want to do. And then you can simply, after you see that thought and pay attention to it and realize, tell yourself, this is not real. This is just that inner critic in my head. Choose a different thought that you wish to think instead. Maybe something like, I've got this. Or don't worry, we're going to get this done. Your inner critic is not trying to cause you long-term harm. After all, it's part of you. (laughs) It's inside your brain. It's just habitual thoughts you've thought over and over and over again. And so it's that part of your brain that's trying to galvanize you and protect you actually in a very misguided way. But if you let it run unchecked, and even worse, if you start to believe it's misguided attempts to keep you safe and the things that it says to you, it can seriously erode your self-esteem. Don't let that happen. Stay aware of the thoughts your brain is serving up. And when they come with a nasty little threat, you can decide to simply ignore them and choose a thought that does serve you. And know that you can do everything you dream of without having to have it come from a place of fear or anxiety. And that is what you deserve. So until next week, make it a great week, my friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.